Gregory Stafford and Magic Episode 10, officially double digits. I'm feeling young again, Chris. As always, Joe Stafford, Chris Matthews, former Seahawk and Raven. My man, what's going on? How you doing, man? What's going on with you over there? I'm doing good because we finally got a win. Finally. Finally. It's, yeah, it's, it's, barely. it's really, yeah, barely. You know, it counts. It counts. <laughs> That's all I care about. I, I was just I, last night. I got back from a bar and I was just I was praying to God we would get this final kick to go. We were down ten points to the freaking New York Jets in the fourth, like eight minutes left to go. I'm like, are we really gonna lose this game to New York? Lose this game to to, to Adam Gase to mm-hmm. Joe Flacco? They find a way, you know. The, the Jets found a way to give up a game. They was they were up, and I was like, I knew it. I called it. I'm telling all my friends, all my family members, I'm like, look, I called this game. I knew that this was going to happen. Sure enough, what did the Jets do? They find a way to give up the game. Oh, by the way, That's exactly what happened. Before I forget, I got I got to bring this up. Make sure make sure I have the right uh, the right information here before we start. So, we actually hired a media intern, our guy. Kevin, Kevin the intern, we're going to start calling him Kevin the intern. Kevin Kev. Kevin Kev, finally hopping on with us. First of all, we appreciate you coming on, and we appreciate you having us in the Stafford and Matthews family Absolutely. in general, doing a lot of clips for us soon, launching our own personal Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, so definitely appreciate all the work Kev's been doing behind the scenes. You're like, I'm sure you guys will meet him at some point. We'll have him on a show just to kind of introduce you guys, get him more familiar with everything going on. But yes, sir. Kevin's first job. As, as official media intern of Stafford and Matthew was to get our updated win-loss record. And I know I'm for, I'm for sure ahead. I have to be. No, you're not. No, you're not. According to Kevin the intern, as of right now, I have 81 wins on the season, and Chris has 79. I'm up two wins. Get out of here. I'm up two wins. I'm picking That's at, wrong. I'm, pick, I'm picking That's at wrong, 60, bro. 62% right now. That's Literally. wrong. Why that is that wrong? That can't be right. You can I'm do the math yourself if you I'm, want. I'm ready to fire him already. <laughs> we got to get him off. He can't be having me losing on here. If you want to do the math, you can do it yourself. I'm pretty sure I'm winning, though, and I cannot believe it's actually happening. I feel so good about myself. The ego's been stroked 10 times over. I'm living a good life. <laughs> I'm living a good life. Patriots finally got a win in, in over a month. I'm ahead of a former NFL legend in, in, in win losses and stuff for predictions. Like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pretty, pretty good. It's, if that's what it is, I guarantee you, I'm going back up this week. Can I just get a congratulations, Chris? No, no, there's no <laughs> congratulations until I see my Niners jersey on you. All right, fair enough. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming around the corner. I'm posing with the turkey. I'm posing with the turkey. Anyway, week nine of football here was actually a pretty good week of football, considering um, we're going to start off with Thursday night football, as we always do. Mr. Thursday night. Mr. Thursday night is now two in a row. the last two weeks picking Thursday night football games. The Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers went head-to-head. But this was kind of a skewed game. The Niners were down 12 billion guys on the injured reserve. It was not a fair comparison of where their teams are in terms of level level playing fields and stuff like that. As as most people predicted, Aaron Rodgers ripped the head off the Niners' offense and defense and just obliterated them 34-17, moving his Green Bay Packers to 6-2 and the 49ers to a – uh, abysmal four and five i have to say abysmal four and five considering the expectations you guys had going into season i know you guys have been snake bitten it's not all on you guys there's been a lot of injury concerns but the mantra goes there's no excuse in the nfl there are no excuses in the national football league what were your impressions of this game and what do you think it means for the rest of the season for your 49ers well, it's looking bad right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, our defense, I, I was just gloating about these guys. 
then you turn around and you get your you get your real test of uh, the best quarterback in the game, and he's out there torching us. I'm talking about uh, 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 Adams is out here killing us. I'm like, can we not double team this guy? Like, can we do something to stop him? Like, all I all I see is double move, under route, go route, go route. Go! I'm like, damn! Can we stop somebody around here? And then we, you know, we bust off. We bust off a good little, a good little run with 13 um, on a, a, on offense, and we get down the field. And when I think that we're gonna go out there and make something happen, we 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 end up with a field goal. And I'm like, come on, guys! Like, we got to do better. But I mean, you know, Green Bay played a great game. You know, they were they were they were ready for this game, and you know, it showed. Most definitely. Shout out to Brent Ayuk, by the way. I started you in fantasy, gave me zero points. So thanks, buddy. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, I won, though. I won, I, I won the day because I, I had a monster performance from DK Metcalf and Kyler Murray. Save oh, my got ass. DK? I got DK. Of course I got DK. I got DK as well. I got yeah, DK of course we got DK. Stabbing him at these yeah. rocks with DK. Let's get DK on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Me- Megatron know. Jr. Let's get him on here. Yeah, I'm no. waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I bet I'll contest you about these with these little nicknames for him. And I keep telling you, I was about to bring that up. Giving him these nicknames. That's right? that, no, but that's why I brought it up. You said to not call him Megatron Jr. I want to see what he thinks about that. Maybe, he, <laughs> maybe he thinks he deserves that title. Like who knows? Yeah. You got to wait and see a little bit here, but the Packers here had a phenomenal football game. No, you know, if and buts about it, Aaron Rodgers was just masterful. Four touchdowns on the day, 25 of 31 for 305 yards. Aaron Jones out of 58 on the ground. And you already mentioned that bad man, Devontae Adams. Ten receptions on 12 targets for 173 yards and a touchdown. This Niners defense could not stop a nosebleed on Thursday night. I mean, it it sucks to say because I know you're a a deep, passionate fan. But it's true. Yeah, yeah, call it how it is. The Patriots sucked for the last month. We're back on top now. We beat the the New York Jets and Joe Flacco. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, (laughs) But but, but besides that, I mean, like – Of course you would. Of course I would. I needed a win so badly. You know that. (laughs) If if we had lost that game, you would have found me in my front closet in my apartment somewhere. You would have found me in there. I was going to call you. I was already set and prepared. I was like, I'm going to FaceTime Joe right after this. Like, it's – I was – and and the thing about it is, is that I wanted to text you and be like, I called this. But I was like, nah, this is too early. uh, Who am I thinking about? The Jets. Of Mm -hmm. course, they're going to figure out a way to mess something up or it might be close. So I was like, let me hold off. Let me hold off. And then sure enough, what do they do? They figure out a way to give the game up. They won't. They want that. Uh, they want. They want uh, that quarterback from Clemson so bad right now, and he does yeah, not do. want to go. He Trevor, not, Trevor yeah. Lawrence. He does not want to go over there at all, and they just keep on pushing and pushing for him. And it's who funny. Else are you going to pick up with a first with a with a number one draft pick? Maybe Justin Fields. Maybe Tate Martell. No, not Tate Martell. Jesus Christ, not Tate Martell. But uh, yeah, some of those other quarterbacks. There's a lot of good talent in the draft this year, so we'll have to wait and see on that. I agree with you, though. Trevor Lawrence is definitely the pick at number one if the Jets have it. But interesting little tidbit here. Earlier today, I, w- I was listening to the radio, and I heard uh, Trevor Lawrence interview about whether or not he's declaring for the draft officially yet. Mm-hmm. And he was very hesitant. He was not giving any answers away. And I don't blame the kid. Of I don't. Of course he would. I don't I blame would. the kid. Are you, you're, you're telling me if, if you knew the Jets were going to draft, you would have just, like, stayed in college another year? No. Hell no. You wouldn't? Me? No, I wouldn't. I think Trevor Lawrence I, wants to. Only, 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 because, only because I'm looking at, at a not, – not a financial standpoint, but I'm looking at, like, if my – like, how is my value going to look 
once uh, I go back to college because we all know that you go back to college, you, something might happen. You might end up True. getting hurt. Somebody else might come out and ball uh, and look extremely good. And you're just trying to have a subpar game. I mean, a subpar season just to get through it so you can get to the league for the next year. And then you lose out on however much money it is for a first round draft pick. Did you ever regret um, leaving Kentucky early and going to that draft? So actually, let me rephrase the question. If you stayed at Kentucky another year, mm-hmm. do you think you would have been drafted? Do I think I would have been drafted? No. Could I, could I have gotten drafted? Yes. But that was all due to myself. Uh, I spent, I, I played out all four years of college. Mm-hmm. I spent two years in junior college and then another two years uh, in uh, university that accumulated to four years total in college. So there's no way for me to be able to stay back another year or something mm-hmm. like that. I wish. I wish. Because if that was the case, then I for sure would have gotten drafted. Most definitely, most definitely. And uh, all right, here's my funny thing. I told Chris about this before, before the episode. I haven't told him anything about it yet. And I want to just want to see his, his genuine reaction. I, I don't think he'll do what I want him to do, but I want you to do it. I'm pressing you to do this. This is a challenge. This is a man-to-man. I want you to answer me, all right? You ready? Let's hear it. All right, rank these quarterbacks in order from worst to best. Thaddeus Lewis, Colt McCoy, Seneca Wallace, Russell Wilson, Tavares Jackson, Joe Flacco, Ryan Mallett, Matt Schaub, and Jimmy Clausen. If you guys didn't know, those are all of Chris's quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> I, I need to hear this. Worst to best right now. Oh, man. Oh. On the spot. I didn't tell him anything. Colt McCoy is for sure the worst. Okay. Uh... And Russell Wilson is the best. That's where I'm going. That's how I'm going with it. I'm not going anything with anything else. I'm not placing nobody else nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? That I also got another quarterback. He passed away. God bless him. R.I.P. Tavares Jackson. He was definitely a, a gamer for sure. Mm-hmm. And he taught me so much about football and just, you know, being in Seattle and how to and how to maneuver around uh maneuver around the, the league and the, the city itself. Uh it was so much that he had taught me. So I couldn't even, you know, I, I don't even want to put him anywhere in that list, but he was definitely in the class of his own for sure. But yeah, Russell Wilson number one for sure. And Colt McCoy is the worst for sure. For sure. Like bar none. For for sure. What, like what sets him apart in like terms of like how bad he is? Like I don't want to. Well, get... it was just it was just the, and I had to. You know, you know what's funny is that I had the same conversation uh, with my pops the other day watching um, Joe Flacco, and I was just like, you know, if Matt Ryan is Matty Ice, his nickname is Matty Ice. I wonder what the NFL would give Joe Flacco if they knew the type of player he was in the huddle. Like, I kid you not, I, my, first, my first game ever stepping into the huddle with Joe Flacco, he literally, like, had this nonchalant attitude of, like, yeah, I'm here. Like, I'm great. I do this. And I'm like, okay. I get in the huddle, and he's like, twins right, 122, break. And I'm like, Wait a minute. No, this can't be real. I'm coming from Seattle now. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming from the guy who's go Hawks every time he finishes a sentence. You know what I'm saying? He's upbeat. He's positive. 
you know, a guy who is just all about energy. And then I'm coming from him and then I go to to, to Joe Flacco, which I'm not I'm not discrediting him at all because he still does what he does. Um, he did what he did at a high level in the NFL and it's still going to this point. But just for me, understanding of where I was coming from to where I was at, it was totally, totally different. I was like, this has got to be the most laid back quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He's Joe Cool. Joe Cool. He's Joe, Joe Cool. Uh, that's your boy. That's your boy. That's my boy. No, I mean, well, they had a, he had a nickname for a while, Joe Flacco. It was Elite. Yeah. That was his nickname, Elite, yeah. Elite Joe Flacco. But anyway, I just want to see your reaction on that. I was like genuinely interested. <laughs> I put the list together a couple of days ago. I'm like, I'm going to spin this on this episode, I think. I'm really, I want to see this reaction. Um, yeah, I was looking at the list too. A lot of these guys actually aren't that bad. Obviously, Russell Wilson's an all-pro quarterback, heading for the Hall of Fame, maybe even be a top-ten quarterback all-time. Obviously, pedigree's yeah. there for him. Um, but Matt Schaub had his years in, in Houston. Obviously, he didn't play with him during his prime yeah. career. He had his moments. Joe Flacco, Super Bowl-winning champion, Super Bowl MVP. I was actually surprised for Matt Schaub. Like, I was, like, excited for, that, for Matt Schaub. And then, you know, it, things happened. So, I was like, okay, well, that's that. But right. you know, overall, I was, you know, overall, it was more of like a – it was it was more of a like I'm ready to see something new because cause that was when Joe Flacco was hurt and so we was just right. running through quarterbacks. I mean I've seen like six quarterbacks run through that uh, <laughs> run through that <laughs> locker room, so it was you know it was definitely a hard one for sure. Yeah, I listed three of them. I yeah Jimmy Clausen, Ryan Mallon, the list as well. Um, I just want to trash a couple of these guys real quick. Um, Jimmy Clausen, trash him. Jimmy Clausen bust. bust. <laughs> Jimmy Clausen bust. I mean yeah. you want to be like you want to lie about it? No, Jimmy Clausen bust. Yeah. Plus to Carolina, Cam Newton next year. There's a reason why. Because yeah. they went they almost went on 16. Yeah. That, that's why. Uh, Matt Schaub, I like him. Ryan Mallett, dumb as bricks. Joe Flacco, good. Tavares Jackson, um, obviously RIP. He was a baller in Minnesota. People forget about that. He played Absolute very well in Minnesota. Ball. He did. Even in college. He was yeah. a baller in college as well. And speaking of balling in college, Seneca Wallace, baller in college. Didn't make yeah. it that well in the NFL, but baller in college. Elite yeah, athlete. He was before his time. He was just a short guy who was running around – and they just didn't take well to it, but he was, you know, he was, it was. I think it was really because of his size, which, which brings me to another guy, uh, Kyler Murray. I was talking to one of my, uh, one, you know, one of my esteemed colleagues in the league, and you know, I was asking him about Kyler Murray, and it was, you know, everybody says great things about him, but the one knock that everybody has uh, against him is his size. Like he has amazing speed. Yes, he does. He can throw the ball a, uh, a million yards down the field. Yes, he can. Uh, is he smart? Yes. Does he know how to protect himself? Yes. But there's going to come a time where you're not going to be able to protect yourself. And when that hit comes, you need to be poor. You need to be prepared for it. So that's the only thing that people are, are, are keep on saying that they have a knock on him. Like he's not going to last long in the league. Uh, you know, the energy is going to build up on him one day. Hopefully it doesn't. Um, you know, I don't want to wish anything bad on him, but he does look small. And now that I'm like really paying attention to him, he's even smaller than Russell Wilson. And Russell mm -hmm. Wilson is kind of a big guy in his own Sense. realm yeah. of, quarterbacks who are his size you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. true so, types yeah that can protect themselves yeah, when they're smaller yeah yeah so cynical wilds was just before his time and you know things just wasn't panned out for him because of his size and things like that but he was a great a great quarterback for sure i have one thing against Kyler murray too he uh runs like an angry toddler have you seen have you noticed that if you yeah, see him run it 
works. I mean, it works, but he runs like an angry. I think it's hilarious. I think sure. it's so funny. You sit down and watch the TV. It's like, oh, it's Rugrats. No, it's Kyler Murray. <laughs> um, it's just so funny. Uh, but actually, one point before we move on to any more games, you brought up Seneca Walls and being too small for the position at the time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe too mobile, maybe too runs around too much, stuff like that. Not adjusted to the NFL game that it is today. Uh, yeah. I was looking over a film the other day of one Johnny Manziel, Johnny mm-hmm. Football. Mm-hmm. And I look at some of the stuff they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Read options, RPO, stuff that Johnny Manziel was pretty much built to do. Yeah. If Manziel was in the league now, like he got drafted like last year, mm-hmm. is it a different story? No. Why? No. And the only reason why I say that is because it started with it. Well, it didn't really start with him, but he was in the beginning stages of the RPOs and the, the quick read options and stuff like that. So he was definitely in there. I just think that uh, as big as he was, he, he knew that and he was trying to use that to put him on a different level off the field. You know what I'm saying? Like, more, you know, more commercials off the field, hanging out with Drake and doing all this partying with right. with all these celebrities and stuff like that. It just didn't feel like he was uh, in it to win it on the football on the football field. I can see that 100%. It's funny. There's a story about that. When Manziel tried out for the Patriots, he had a private workout. He was kind of kept under the rug a little bit because you know how Belichick works. Mm-hmm. Um, put up him in a hotel for the, for, the, for the night or the two nights, whatever the hell it was. He had to text from Rob Gronkowski. He's like, we're going out. We're going out. And it, like, he's like, he's like trying to get ready to go. And his agent comes like, did Gronk just call you? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, no, he didn't call me. Uh, but he's like, it's a trick. Like, Belichick's trying to like fuck with you. Just like, don't do it. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to yeah. stay in my room. He orders a bunch of booze, goes back to his room. And he is doing something like watching TV or something. And he drops a bottle of wine. And for some reason, it splatters all over like the walls. It's like a rat all over the walls, over the curtains uh... and everything. And he throws all of it out. On he literally, he, threw, he hid all of it, threw it out like the window and stuff, and then the maid <laughs> found it, and it was just like a whole funny story. So even you know what's John- funny? You know what's funny is that I had, a, I had the same thing going on with me one time. But I didn't get a phone call. I was just in my room chilling, and I actually had a workout for the Giants. And so they put me in this, and they put me in this hotel at the way up out on like the – 48th floor, something like that. And I'm just chilling. Big balling, windows wide open, you know what I'm saying? No curtains. I'm just in here just vibing out, looking up, looking over the city. And I was like, you know what, man? I need to – I'm starving. It's like 8 – it's like 9, 10, 9, 10 o'clock at night. I'm starving. Let me, let me go ahead and order something. I looked on there, and before, like, they put it in this little notebook and I opened in the first page was the giants, the giants and what you can, what you, uh, what's going on, what's open around here. And then it also said, if you do eat at this hotel, it's for free. So I'm like, Oh, bet. you know, let me look through this thing. First page, second page, wine, hard alcohol. And I'm like, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> let me, <laughs> Let me let me order this real let me order this real quick. So you know I ordered me a little I tried to well I was thinking about ordering me a little drink. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, you know what? I started thinking about it. I was like, they might be trying to trick me right now. Let me let me not let me not do this. So I go in, I go downstairs and I go across the street to this liquor store, buy me a little fifth, I mean not a fifth, but like a pint of some, you know, some real light, nothing heavy. I come back to the I come back to the room. And I had, I had already ordered my food. So I came back up to my room 
and right at the door was the you know with the people the service people for with, with my food and i had a whole i had the whole back black bag in my in my in my in my in my, in my hand and everything like just walking up just chilling i'm like oh yeah man thanks thank you very much man so i had a good little night that night but my my dumb self forgot to to throw the damn bottle away i mean take the bottle with me and put it in my bag i left it in the doggone trash can <laughs> so i'm like damn man i hope they don't find out about this you know they, they, did? They, they, they never picked me up, so I don't know. I don't think it even really mattered, but I was thinking the same thing. Like, man, I need to go ahead and uh, turn up in here one time because my, my workout wasn't until like three in the afternoon, which was a weird time. But, yeah. you know. What, uh, what year was that? It was like, it had to be like. Like post-Super Bowl? Or? I left, so I left Seattle. I left Seattle. I think it was right when I left Seattle. I was I went to go work out for the Jets. I mean, I went to go work out for the Giants, and then uh, that didn't work out. I ended up going home, and then and then uh, I ended up going back to Seattle, and then Baltimore picked me up. So, yeah, it was right in 2014, 2015, no, 2015 going into 2016 year. Yes, yeah, so like right after the Super Bowl then, like right yeah, after. Yeah. Okay, I got you, I got you. Typical Giants trying to get the Patriots uh, little, little shag out there. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Um, anyway, we do a we do a football show, right? We just went on a tangent about what you ordered for food at like a workout <laughs> three years ago. Jesus. They gotta know this stuff. They gotta know this stuff that Pete, like us athletes, go through stuff as well, and sometimes our our logic isn't great. Sometimes <laughs> it's no, it's, it's it's like the saber metrics. You want we don't, like the fans need to know what you ordered at the at the at the workout. You got a cheeseburger, <laughs> exactly. extra rare like, with some fries. He's gonna be slower today or than he was in yesterday. What? I love that. I love that. Uh, but back to football. Giants and the Washington football team. Ew. And it, it was an ill game most of the time. 23-20 final score with the New York Giants. And more importantly, my guy Daniel Jones gets a W here. Moved to 2-7. and seven, The Washington football team moved to 2-6. Huh? By luck. I mean, I wouldn't say by luck. I'd say by misfortune. Kyle Allen goes down okay. with an injury. I'll give you that. I good misfortune. Yeah, that's, that's a fair sentiment. Uh, but goes down with an ankle injury. We, first of all, prayers up because that was a gross-looking yeah, injury. That was, that was not a pretty sight by any means or any standard. I guess Washington is like a curse or something. You got Joe Thought. You got Alex Smith. You got Robert Griffin III. You got Kyle Allen. Like, he's on and on and on. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, someone's got to be wrong in that locker room. Another, 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 another curse for the NFL. Is, the, I, is it the trainers? Like, did the NFLPA need to go investigation? Like, who knows? What happened to Tyrod Taylor? Did that happen? Did it happen there? Like, we don't know. We don't know. I'm just saying. Well, now that Tyrod Taylor thing, that that's that's something that Suspect. they really need to be looking yeah. at. Like, that's Suspect. a serious one right there. Yeah, punctured a lung. How the hell does that happen? Yeah, how do you do that? Like, how, how does one do that? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, do you know stop. how deep in your chest that they have to like stab? Stab you in? You stab him in the chest like, oops, sorry, like that was a yeah. mistake. Like, what the? F- and did you say something, or was it? You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't even look like they said anything. Like, he just went out there trying to go, and he was like, "Damn, I can't breathe." Like, yeah, they didn't tell you had a punctured lung. Like, like what? Crazy. The NFL has one of the, some of the best medical experts in in like the United States because they, they, yeah. it's millions of dollars at stake. They're and you're telling and you're telling me that they didn't tell him he had a punctured lung before he went out to the field. This is not worse than the NBA, so. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> anyway, here, 23-20 is the final score. The Giants and the Washington football team faced off in the NFC least, and it's just, just disgusting football to watch. Uh, yeah. Alex Smith ends up coming into the game, and everybody's so excited for the guy. You know, comes back from a horrific injury a few years ago and ends up, you know, putting up an okay stat line at the beginning of the game, 
starts to kind of uh, trail off towards the end of it. Three interceptions on the day, 24 32 for 325 yards and a score. Didn't really matter in the end. Uh, the Giants just took this, this game here. Daniel Jones managed the game to perfection. Uh, his running game actually gave him some help. Wayne Gallman, 68 yards on 14 carries and a score by himself as well. Alfred Morris, little, actually, former Redskin Alfred Morris, kind of yeah, giving his giving his former team a little bit of a, a nip in the bud there and to kind of get that mm-hmm. W sealed up, which is cool to see. I remember in 2012, him and RG3 were one of my favorite duos. Read option duos oh, yeah. were my favorite. You know, cause, because because he was they were they were balling for a minute for sure. Yeah, they went 10-6. They looked six. like a serious, a serious contender. Yeah, they went 10-6. and six, They RG3 won rookie of the year. Alfred Morris had 1,000 yards rushing, like, I think 10 touchdowns on the ground. Like, it, was a, it was a fun duo to watch. Yeah. Especially in that in that division, so I mean, I, I liked it, especially against the Giants when they were beating the Giants. I like that part too. <laughs> uh, but anyway, here twenty three twenty is the final score. Not much to talk about, honestly, because none of these teams are going to make the playoffs, and they're both no. in the gutter anyway. So we're going to move on. Absolutely not. But you you know Terry McLaurin, that's a guy that uh, should definitely get all the praise over there with with seven receptions, one hundred fifteen yards, and a touchdown off of eight targets. He did he did he did my fantasy team. Very well. I'm so happy I picked him up. So shout out to you, Terry boy. Good, good, good shit, man. Scary Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. I love this kid. <laughs> I love this kid. He's so good. And it was funny. I love one of the best stories from that game. Actually, really the only story from that game. Um, he got into a scrap with one of the defensive backs for the Giants, mm-hmm. and then he covered him the next play and yeah. burns him for like a 68 yard touchdown. Yeah. That was awesome. That's the, biggest, that's the biggest, like, fuck you moment of all time. Like, you, like, you, get, you start jarring, and you hit him in a little bit. And he's like, I'm going to take you deep right now. Uh, he's like, all right, bet. And then he went 68 yards. That's, that's an awesome feel. My pops always told me, he said, it don't matter what they – he said, it doesn't matter if they know your route or know what you're doing. They just got to stop you. And he's out there telling them what he's doing, and they, they know what's going to happen, and he's still out there burning them. Yeah, one of my favorite receivers of all time, Chad Johnson, used to say these oh, routes at the, oh, at the line. Uh, well, I mean, you are. You, I mean, you are. You're, out, you're up there. But I'm just saying, Chad. Oh, man. Hey. I, I said one of. I didn't say my. Come on, give me a break here. But Chad Ochocinco, you do that every every play. Be like, I, I got a slant. What are you What are you gonna do? And it's funny because no, if they're scared of your feet, it doesn't matter. They're gonna yeah. jump. They're gonna jump every single time because if you are that shifty to the point, like a scary Terry, I don't want to put him in the same category as Chad Johnson because Chad Johnson is some of the quickest I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, no, no, no. Ever. Just like unbelievable. But it's it's comparable where it's like if they can't stop you, it doesn't matter what they're running. It is as, as no bang what you're running. And, and 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 we all know that DBs are scared to get beat deep. You know, you get beat deep at least two two or three times in a game, you're going home. Like you're not even going to the bench. You're going home. You're going on sports in so, our top ten. Exactly. So they they already know, like, hey, I need to get my ass back. Definitely. You're getting burnt though. So it's hard. exactly it's hard. burnt like Brandon Carr, burnt toast. <laughs> Tennessee Titans and the Chicago Bears, 24-17 final score. And, Chris, oh, this was such an enjoyable game for me to watch because I've been saying the Bears are frauds for just weeks, just like <laughs> over a month, just like, just like so, so long. I got I to gotta go with you on it now. And, and they dropped three in a row. Yeah. It's awesome. It's yeah. just so fun to watch because we told you this, guys. We told you this three weeks ago. They're frauds. They're not a good football team. They got lucky three times to get to five wins. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. They should yeah. have been two and five, but they were instead they got switched around. It's it's it's, it's insanity. It's crazy. Um, and you walk into a team like the Titans, who have had struggles of late, especially against like teams like Pittsburgh and stuff like that, which is a really good team. Exactly. Yeah. And now they play what people were considering a good team in the Bears, which should never have been in the, the implication in the first place. But yeah. people were still saying, "Oh, it's gonna be a good football game. The, the Bears are actually good this year." No, they're not. No, they're not. And this is and this is the game shows you why. The Tennessee Titans steamrolled them. Ryan Tannehill. 
who I will still say only completed 10 passes. Only 10 passes. Yeah, he completed targets. That's not bad. 158 yards, a couple scores. Yeah, but 10 passes. He's like Kirk Cousins. 10 yeah, passes. I mean, you got you got arguably one of the best running backs in your on your behind you. So why why would you throw for more than that? Fair enough. Against the, against the kind of a bad defense. That's fair. That's fair. I just you like know, sitting on Ryan Tannehill. It's fun. It's know, fun for me. Yeah, you got to stay off Ryan Tannehill, man. Like, no, I'm, never, I'm not going to back down. I can't back down now. I'm too far <laughs> deep. I'm too far. I've been digging for like weeks about this. Like I can't, I, the shovel's you, already in the you, top. And you're, and, you're, and you're probably in China by now because you, probably. Keep missing, you keep missing with him. He keeps coming out and performing. No. Everybody wants to give him these – Oh, well, it was only 10 passes. Like, it was only 10 passes because he got King Henry in the backfield. Like, that, Yeah, point taken. But at the same time, I've been, like, right half the time on him. Like, half the time. Like, he, he's had bad games. Where, he, he messed up two games. We're not talking about – It was more than two games. No, uh, name him. Off the top of my head, I don't have. I don't care about Ryan Tannehill. Why would I have that information (laughs) readily available? I'm telling you because because I I don't like how you keep on bashing my guy Tannehill. I'm that's my guy now. Now 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 because you keep on getting on him and he keeps on proving you wrong. He has to be my boy. Like we're gonna be best friends next time. Next time next time I see him or talk to him, we're gonna be best friends. Just dap him up, be like, "You're my guy," just because I fucking hate Joe. I got you. And Joe 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 know what he's talking. He definitely you. knows me already too. I'm, I'm, I'm like renting <laughs> space in his head already. He, he definitely knows who I am. But anyway, 24-17, the final score. Derrick Henry and company crushed the Bears in a closer game than it should have been. I, I do think that the Titans should have just steamrolled them. They didn't. It was a pretty close game all the way through. But um, actually, to be fair, the Bears going to get stormed back here in the fourth quarter. They were up 17-3. The Titans yeah. were, and then they make it a close game. So shout out to the Bears for making it at least competitive. But at the end of the day, better team wins the football game. That's that's yeah, that's absolutely. that's the end of the line here. I just, uh, you know, Bears, Bears is just a they got a team they got a team full of good players, but no none that are I mean none that are really great in the sense. Yeah. I, mean, I can I can name probably Khalil Mack. You know, hey, he, Eddie, Jackson, um, Eddie Jackson, Kyle got, Fuller. Uh, on that defense, uh, oh uh, Roquan Smith. Um, Smith. Yeah, Smith. Smith. I mean, but is he great? Uh, we're talking about good. Yeah, good. Akeem Hicks. Yeah, yeah there's some pieces, but I think it's a good point. I think it's Danny a good point still. He's a he's a solid player. Yeah, they, but that's that's, that's like kind of that, that's kind of your point though. It's a team of solid players without any really standouts. Yeah. A couple yeah. of years ago, this, this this defense was elite. Just two yeah. years ago, even no a year ago, they were elite. No exactly. I think, I think I think they're a great team to 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 put you know to mess up people's records. I don't think that they're they're a team that's going to actually like contend for anything as of as of yet, not right now. But. They're like the Colts. They're like the yeah. Colts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's how I would compare it. Um, next game on the schedule here: the Lions and the Vikings. And uh, holy Dalvin Cook, that's like that's <laughs> what I like holy Dalvin Cook. He has six touchdowns, I think, four hundred fifty rushing yards the last two games. Yeah, like these these are video game numbers. These this is Madden twenty one. This is franchise mode. This is insanity. Her cousin just doesn't. He just hands the ball off. That's the all easiest the job in the world. That's all he has to do. He gets paid thirty million dollars a year to hand the ball off. That must be a hell of a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it may. It, it makes me want to come out of retirement and switch up my position. I'm ser- seriously. I mean, actually, you know, I have. Be- I got to talk to you about this. I'm kind of pissed at my dad. Um. Yeah. Cause I wish he like brought me up as a punter. You just make like a couple million a year. Like seriously, you make a couple million a year. You're in the sideline ninety percent of the game. You have clout because you're in the NFL. 
Hey. And and I have the swagger to like actually put it out there and be like, yo, like I'm making punting cool. You know what I mean? Like I could oh, absolutely. I could, hey, like, hey, special teamers and those kickers, they have the life, especially the snappers. Like, yeah, all they do is just sit around and chill, talk, play around with everybody, go kick a couple balls where everybody else is getting hit, sweating and yep. running and stuff, and they go right back in the locker room chilling. And they still pull because they're in the NFL. You know, uh, I play for the Seahawks. Oh, word. Oh, hotel? That's it's, it's so easy. It must be so easy. Here, here, here you go, uh, Mr. Stafford. Yeah, literally. It's just it's like on a platter. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but Vikings and Lions here. Matt Stafford, recently off the COVID list, has a tough outing: twenty-three or thirty-two, two hundred eleven yards, a touchdown, and two picks. It was not a pretty day by any standard for this Lions offense. Really, no standouts to me whatsoever. Danny Amendola was your leading receiver with seventy-seven yards. That's when you know you're in trouble. Uh, and the Vikings, on the other hand. Kirk Cousins attempts 20 passes total, completes 13 of them for three touchdowns. That's a pretty nice stat line. But you know what, Chris? It's easy to do when you're putting 12 guys in the box. They're setting an extra guy off the, off the, off the sideline to stop Dalvin Cook, and they still can't do it. 206 yards on 22 carries and two touchdowns, 9.4 yards a carry. This dude fell down for a first down every time he ran the ball. That's yeah. insanity. That is great. That's high school numbers. No, that, that's like that's like Chris Matthews Dorsey high school numbers. That's ridiculous. Wait, that's stupid. Don't, don't don't disrespect my my Dorsey days. I was, no, no, I'm I saying no. What I'm saying is like people like you who are the NFL dominant high school. Like you know what I mean? Like it's 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 just way too easy for them because they're already that much bigger and stronger and faster. They're it's kind of comparable. DK Metcalf in the NFL right now is every NFL player in their high school. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say because they're just bigger, faster, stronger, all that stuff. They yeah. they were made to play football. Yeah. And Dalvin Cook is just balling. It's, it's, it's unbelievable what he's doing right now. It's crazy. Oh, Top three. He might be the best back in the NFL. Right now, he might be. Right he now, might be. Yes. Yeah, he might right be. Now, yes, for and, sure. And I hate that's, that. And that's, and that's only because Christian McCaffrey is coming off an injury. Right, but even he had a great game, too. We'll get to him in a couple minutes here. But he had a great game, too. Um, but it's funny because I'm, I, I have a bone to pick with this argument as well. People have these, these rankings, and they're so solidified. It's like, oh, you can't put one guy above the other. Mm-hmm. Football is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sport. Exactly. If someone has a ba- – like Ezekiel Elliott right now, not a top-five running back. He's not. He's, no. the, he, does he have the pedigree for that? Yeah, he does. Does he have the past experience? Yeah, he does. But that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. If you can't perform right now, then you have no value. That's literally how it works. You have yes. your name. That's all you got. And it'll probably a fat contract, too. But I'm talking about on-the-field production. Yeah, I mean, it'll get him on a team if he's looking to try to revamp himself. It'll get him on a team, but his gameplay is still going to have to show, for sure. Seriously. And before we move on here, Justin Jefferson, he has a shout-out, too. This rookie is a baller. Yeah. Three receptions for 64 yards and four targets. But it doesn't do him justice. Because he has Kirk Hunts throwing the football. Imagine if he had Russell Wilson throwing the football. Imagine if he had some of the other talented quarterbacks throwing the football. Like, yeah. this dude, first of all, game breaker. Down the field, even middle of the field, he just has unbelievable route running ability. Doesn't have the quickest feet, isn't the fastest guy at the combat by any, any, any measure. It's, 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 it's route running. Water. He knows how to move his hips and fake everyone and their mother out of that defense. If they play yeah. man, he's going to get open. He's yeah. going to get open. It's crazy. And you, really can't play, and you can't play zone on this team anyway because Dalvin Cook will just shred you. Mm-hmm. So it, you get to play man. You get to play good man, maybe two high safeties or something. And play great run defense. That's the only way to stop this team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, he just, he's just in, a, he's in the right situation at the right time. Uh, you know, he was just talking about uh, uh, Kirk Cousins and 
you know, him being average, but then he turns around, he throws 13 for 20, and, you know, you give him a, you know, you say he did a great job, right? I think he had a good game. Oh, okay. So he just had a good game, and all along, while you got Ryan Tannehill for 10 for 21, 150 and two touchdowns, and he doesn't get a good game. You see what I'm talking about, Joe? I hate you see both. what I'm talking about. Okay, let me clarify my position here. I hate Kirk Cousins because my friend Spencer loves him. That's the only <laughs> reason why. I hate Kirk Cousins. And Ryan Tannehill, I just don't buy as a franchise guy. I just, I just, I refuse to do it. And I look back at games like Pittsburgh. Chris, l- at least like hear me out. Look at Pittsburgh, right? I hear you. Franchise quarterbacks are supposed to compete in those games. Yes. Did Ryan Tannehill compete in that game? No, he didn't. No. He got steamrolled. That's what no. happens. But and yeah, and, and those games happen to the best thing, of people. The same thing that's done happened to Russell Wilson. That's the same thing that just happened to to Aaron Rodgers, who is the best back, who's the best quarterback in the NFL. Fair. There's a couple of them that just have bad games, man. And I'm I know I keep on beating the dead horse in the ground, and I know you're just gonna stay uh, totally against him. And this is gonna be my last time bringing this up, but. Fair. Ryan Tannehill is a baller. Like, he is a legit baller in the NFL. And if he can go to – shoot, if he go, if he could go to the Bears, he would make the Bears much better. Okay, Chris, this is, this is the test for franchise quarterbacks. Who, who would you have paid first? You're the GM, Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry hitting free agency. Okay, I'm, who, I'm the who GM, you paying first? I'm GM for the Jets. All right. My hat. All right. Who are you paying first, Derek Henry or Ryan Tannehill? Uh, when they first came out or right now, who are you paying? Right Derrick now. Henry, Ryan Tannehill right now. I'm going to have to take Derrick Henry. I rest my case. Anytime you pick a different position over your quarterback, he's not your franchise guy. Wait, 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 wait. Quarterback is the number one priority for every single team in the league. Saquon Barkley was a first round draft pick over a slew of quarterbacks. Yeah. And look where the Giants are now. He's hurt. Look where he was when he was healthy. They went five and eleven. Look what look he what, was healthy and he was balling. What do you mean? He is balling, right? I agree with you. He's one of the best backs in the league. I'm not arguing with you. Where's the team right now? In the gutter. Where was he when he was healthy? In the gutter still. Quarterback's the most important position in football. If you want if you if you need if, if, if more so I think that was more so on the fact that uh, the coach lost the lost the locker room and they were out there just going for themselves because that team at that time was uh, a mix of old and young, but a lot more younger than older on that team. So they were doing more of what they wanted to do than of what the team needed. I mean, we can get into specifics, but my main point is what I want to emphasize is if your first instinct is to pay your running back before your quarterback, your quarterback is not it. The number one priority for every NFL team is to pay their franchise quarterback if they have one. That's how I'm, I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. All right, I guess, I guess, because I'm, I'm just thinking of a couple people right now that got paid before uh, their quarterback, but, you know, go ahead. Well, what I'm saying is the same contract here. If, if it comes down to it, Patrick Mahomes and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you're paying Patrick Mahomes. Russell Wilson or, or who's the running back? Chris Carson, Russell Wilson. Drew, uh, yeah, it, but, but, but before that, they, they had a chance to sign Russell Wilson and they paid Marshawn before they paid Russell Wilson. Right, but the contracts were different. The contracts weren't the same. I'm saying if the, it, was option, one, it was an option to extend. It was his option. It was his option to extend. Yeah, but he wasn't out of a contract why you, yet. Why wouldn't you pay him if he's right there? Yeah, but he wasn't out of a contract yet. It was an option. It was a fifty. It was a. It was an option, right? 
and and generally a quarterback who is up for a payday and he is in his option year, you don't think they're not they're not out there paying him? Well, I'm sure they were negotiating. I'm sure they were trying to find the right number because I, I think quarterback numbers are definitely harder to predict now. And when you have Derek Carr making $25 million a year, these guys being a lot of negotiating going on in the background. You know what I'm trying to say? But I, that, that's my argument. I lay it down. Well, actually, you know what? This is a good, this is a good starting point. We're going to put a poll up on, on our new Instagram and our new Twitter yeah. and stuff. We're going to have people vote on this. This is where we're going to get more interactive, guys. That this way yeah. you guys can actually like, tune in and actually make your, your voice heard on Stafford and Matthews. So we'll go, let's go from there. Go from there. We got you. We set we that you. whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs> we're just playing with you. you. You guys are playing checkers. We're playing chess. We're, all, we're, all, we're cerebral in here. Anyway, Kansas City and Carolina. 33-31, final score. Teddy yeah. freaking Bridgewater gave Kansas City a game. What? Almost came back. Wow. Just wow. What, what were your impressions of this before you can get into the stats? Like, like, what did you think of Teddy Bridgewater's performance in leading this team almost to beating the 8-1 and one Chiefs? Yeah, I thought, it was, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a great game. Um, I, knew they weren't, I, knew, I knew they wasn't going to win because, you know, just, you know that, that whole Kansas City offense is, is on a whole different playing field than any other team in the NFL right now, and that's including my team. But – um, it was it, it was surprising. Um, it was encouraging. It was inspiring. It was inspiring. You know what I'm saying? A team that just doesn't want to give up. They want to fight to the last, you know, to the last possible minute or uh, as long as they can. To be honest with you, and uh, you know, it showed. You know what I'm saying? Like it showed, right? I mean, uh, Teddy Bridgewater was out there playing his playing, playing his ass off. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you mentioned it earlier. I'll mention it again. Christian McCaffrey's back, mm-hmm. and he made his impact felt. 151 yards combined, two scores, one on the ground and one through the air, and just looked like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And if you're a Panthers fan, you're sitting there at three and six, and you were really not in charge of that division, but you were in serious contention for a wild card spot. Yeah. And Teddy Bridgewater gives a game to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'd be feeling pretty good. This, oh. is a, this, is, this is a moral victory. It's a loss in the season, and it hurts you, especially with the, with the Saints and the Bucks in the same division. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it's a moral victory, and that's coming from no, a Pats fan who's def- deprived of wins. But. I definitely believe you on that. Like they're th- like they're coming out the next week, and I'm I might I might end up picking them this week because that was something that they could they could hang their hats on. And like like if you like your quarterback, like well, I was just talking about Joe Flacco, how you know he's so cool on the field. I've just witnessed we just witnessed Teddy Bridgewater jump over two defenders for a first that down. That was nasty. For an important first down. Like he r- really sold out for it. I was surprised. Right then and there, I was like, oh yeah, they they they're they're trying to turn the page right now. That was nasty. Yeah. That was, cool. it was I think it was like fourth and eighteen. And yeah. he just went full flyover. He went, he jumped straight over two players. He did not even need it. He wanted it. Yeah. You could see it that play. He wanted it badly, and he got Absolutely. it. And, and to his credit, almost came back. But a great game for Teddy Bridgewater for sure and the Panthers. But to no one's really surprised, the Chiefs come out on top anyway. Patrick yeah. Mahomes continues to dominate. 30 of 45, 372 yards, and four touchdowns. Just dominant. That boy is crazy. <laughs> he is out of this world. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gives him no help at all on the ground. 14, 14 uh, yards off five carries. Le'Veon Bell, four carries, eight yards. This was not a rushing game. This was yeah. not a rushing game. But the, the bright side is, Andy Reid, you don't need a rusher when you have Patrick Mahomes. That's all I'm going to say. You, you don't need one. 
When you I, get think, up, I think I think I think he's doing. I think Andy Reid is just setting everybody up. He's like, yeah, we run. I mean, we're, we're throwing the ball now, but wait till that snow hit this ground. We gonna ground and pound, and nobody's gonna know what's what's coming. Well, we saw. <laughs> nobody's we saw, gonna know what's coming because they're not showing anything. We saw in last year's playoff in that snow game, they yeah. ran the ball over the field. Like they, they have the ability to do that. So I'm yeah. intrigued to see if you're right, and if you're not right, they're in trouble. If the Patriots and the Panthers are giving you are giving you actual games when they have no business doing it, mm-hmm. and you get to the playoffs where you need to run the ball to win the game, mm-hmm. that's concerning for some Chiefs fans. I mean, it'd be concerning for me if I was a Chiefs fan. But well, as, I mean, as it's the same thing that they've been going through last year, and they won the Super Bowl. Like we know right. that their defense right. is not the fair best point. Out there, so fair point. And to that point, they were down by double digits at least. I mean, at, 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 all right. Rephrase. Jesus, English is hard for me today. <laughs> they, were, they were down 10 points in every single football game in the playoffs last year. Every single game. And while Patrick Mahomes is a wizard, mm-hmm. he will not be able to fix that every time. Mm-mm. Especially in no, the playoffs. It's, it's, no, it's definitely going to come a time for where it's, it's, it's just not going to work out for him. Exactly. Something, and, something and, needs to change. Uh, this is a close one. Yep, this it is was. a close one for sure. Because they definitely could have pulled this. Carolina definitely could have pulled this game out with a couple plays here and there. Um, we'd, we'd be looking at a totally different score, honestly. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, most definitely. Next game on the docket was the Houston Texans in the Jacksonville Jaguars. 27-25 final score. D-Walk gets the win for the 2-6 and six Texans. And, and I don't want to, you know, shit all over on their parade and everything. An important divisional win. But this team's been just been so goddamn disappointing to me. I was expecting big things from the Houston Texans. I love their, their band of misfit toys with Brandon Cooks, with Randall Cobb, with David Johnson, with all these guys that kind of just glued together and say, hey, the rest of the NFL has written you off. We're giving the opportunity to prove them wrong. Yeah. Another two and six. Like, it sinks. You had to deal with the Bill O'Brien regime for the first three games. Now, without a true head coach, without a true direction, it's tough to see. I hope they reload and recharge for next year and come out to be the team that I know they can be. Team that, that that almost beat Buffalo last year in the playoffs, but as for right now, it's not looking great. Deshaun Watson, to his credit, though, had a good game. 19 to 32, 281 yards, a couple scores. He also added 50 yards on the ground. His leading rusher on the day for the Texans was Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Receiving wise, and it's funny, Will Fuller was the leading receiver on, on this team. And Deshaun Watson had an interview after the game. He was asking about Will Fuller's trade rumors around the deadline and everything. He said it would have been hell without Will Fuller in this offense. <laughs> yeah. And, and it shows because he's, you know, even with, the, even with DeAndre Hopkins there, Deshaun Watson's shown me that Will Fuller is his favorite target. Mm-hmm. That's what he's shown me. Whether or not he's injury prone is a whole different discussion. But when he's, when he's healthy on the field, Deshaun Watson likes to throw to Will Fuller over everyone else in football. Absolutely. So you need to keep him. I'm glad they actually kept, uh, that's kept him. Speed. That's speed. It's ridiculous speed. Big. And people forget about that because there was like, oh, Tyree kills the speed gun and everything. Will Fuller has wheels. Yeah, no, Will Fuller absolutely. has wheels. Also, before we forget, shout out to our guy Randall Cobb. We didn't mention him at least once episode. Uh, three reception for 21 yards on three, on three uh, targets. So, 100% uh, catch percentage. Take it. Take it and run. And, and, and a W. And W. Can't forget it. about that. The Ravens and the Colts, which was a surprisingly close first half game. I was, I was watching this game on my couch in my apartment. Mm-hmm. And the Colts defense was stifling Lamar Jackson and company. Mm-hmm. Stifling. They couldn't get a lick of offense going. I think the, the first four drives were punts. Mm-hmm. No, but then, absolutely. But then, but then the second half, the wheels came off the cart, and Lamar Jackson showed you know everyone how he is so dual threat oriented and how he can affect the game on the on the ground mm-hmm. through the air. Nineteen twenty three, one hundred and seventy yards, no scores, no picks. 
Hate to see that. But on the ground, 13 carries, 58 yards in the score, made up for it with his feet. Common theme with a lot of quarterbacks these days, <clears throat> Cam Newton. But still get the W. That's all that matters at the end of the day. And the Colts, who are 5-3, and three, who were looking like a team that could actually make a splash, although I would compare them to the Bears like we did earlier. I don't really think they're a, a true, true team to actually make people uh, sorry in the playoffs. More like a team to mess you up schedule-wise. Yeah, yeah. But absolutely. what were your impressions of this game and how maybe teams will look to the blueprint of the Colts to stop Lamar Jackson in the future? How maybe a guy like Bill Belichick will look at this game and see, hey, we can do the same thing the Colts were doing. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, but these – and, and the Ravens is my team. I, I, I love that organization and what they – you know, the opportunity they've given me. Um, it was great. But just just watching the game and watching the Baltimore Ravens, it just was not – it didn't speak it – didn't, it, didn't, it didn't speak of uh, – uh, 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 Super Bowl contentions, you know, that's what it, it didn't look like that to me at all. It was just like a lot of lollygagging. Well, I, I shouldn't use the word lollygagging because they weren't they weren't doing that. But it just wasn't it wasn't the right it wasn't the right formula. And I just don't like how you have Des Bryant out there, you know, which he finally gets to he he finally sees the field since 2017. He finally sees he's finally sees the field for you know a couple blocking plays, which is beyond me because I know when I first got there, uh, my first my first game, I, I I had probably five or six receptions that game, and you know what I'm saying, and it was against uh, it was against Cincy, but uh, yeah, but you know what I'm saying, like you sh- they should definitely be able to get him the ball, but there's no really no, there's there's no really value to the receivers period like they just have them out there just to look good and make them you know and scare people you know you got the name of Dez Bryant out there and you got the speed of uh, Hollywood Brown out there and then Sneed is just Sneed for me to be honest with you but you know it's just names to scare you and they're really throwing the ball to the all the tight ends on the flat routes and mm-hmm. uh you know and letting the running backs run um you know He's doing a great job. Lamar Jackson does a great job on his feet, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna, it's not gonna take him all the way to where he wants to go, and that's the promised land of the Super Bowl. Much like uh, <clears throat> Cam Newton. Why even say that? Hey, I had to get you back. <laughs> Why was what? What are we? What are we? Three and five? Three and six? <laughs> the Ravens are six and two. Like that's not even like that's not even funny. <laughs> you're, laughing, you're laughing at nothing. You're you're making oh whatever whatever. Um, but point taken about Lamar Jackson, I've been critical of him before. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. MVP, MVP last year. Like, he's going to come back and, and, and be crazy good this year. I'm like, they got tape on him now. Yeah. They have tape on him now. They have a whole offseason to work on how to stop this guy. And that's why it's looking different for him. Exactly. If you cannot pass in the pocket, you will not be a successful NFL quarterback. Absolutely. That's just how it works. Russell Wilson is the best, the, the best compromise for, for dual-threat quarterbacks. Russell mm-hmm. Wilson is the prototypical guy you want as your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Passes from the pocket but can run if need be. Absolutely. And runs effectively. He takes what the defense gives him. Lamar Jackson needs to take a page out of his book and realize, if I cannot make people scared of me in the pocket, I will not be successful for my team. That, that's my message to Lamar Jackson. That, that's what I would say to him if I give him advice. But take that as you will. Huh? DM him. What? You DM him and tell him that. Oh, yeah, no, I'll send him a DM right now. <laughs> I'll be like, yo, you a bitch. 
<laughs> just to see his response, something like that. Anyway, though, 24-10 is the final score. Baltimore, we kind of criticized them a lot during this analysis, but they got a W. No, At the end of the day, w. that's all that matters. And he's matters. still a great player. And he's still a great player and a great team. Great yeah, defense. On a great team, for great sure. Team. 100%. They're making ways, for sure. And I think they're going to be one of the ones that makes that, uh, that, makes that change. I mean, that uh, changes up that record for uh, the Steelers. You think? Yeah. yeah. Really? They see him again. When they see him again, they're gonna. It's gonna be a tough game. I'm telling you, Joe. Like I've watched it firsthand. It is in the air. You see it all over the the facility, and I'm pretty sure that the that the Steelers do the same thing. And it's just that week that you're playing against your rivalry team. It's something different. You practice different. You talk different. You eat different. It's just different. And then when the game time comes, it, it it's a it's a real fight. So I'm pretty sure that uh, Baltimore is going to have. I'm putting my bid in right now already for them. The Baltimore will probably win this win this next game against the Steelers. Fair enough. I'll take a free W again, Chris. I love I love the free Ws. They're All my right. favorite. All right. They're my favorite. Don't let, don't let don't let this don't let this offense fool you right now. And then when it start getting cold and and people start changing and getting alligator arms and stuff, Fair hey, enough. I don't want to hear it. Point taken. Point taken. I, I mean, I I understand that. I understand that completely. This game shocked me, Chris. I wonder if you can guess what the game is. Yeah, I already know. You talking about Seattle? Seattle and Buffalo. Yeah. Seattle and Buffalo. 44-34, the Buffalo Bills knock off Russell Wilson and company. I was yeah. shocked. 44 yes. points on the board. I think this speaks less about Russell Wilson and company and more to the fact that this defense is horrible against the pass. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. So bad. So freaking bad. Run defense? Yeah, you're, you're fine. You're skating by. Bruce Irvin, uh, Jamal Adams, a great guy in the box. But mm-hmm. passing-wise, Josh Allen had a field day passing the ball. A field day. A field day. 415 yards, three touchdowns, 31 to 38. That should not be happening. That's this like is one 90, of the best teams like in the league. Right there. What? That's 90% right there uh, 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 for, uh, for a quarterback. For a quarterback that's inaccurate. For yeah. a quarterback who can't hit an intermediate route to save his life. Yeah. It's crazy. It's actually crazy. Seattle needs to do something immediately to rectify this. And, well, the, the, and they tried. They've tried. They, they, got Carlos, uh, they got Carlos Dunlap. And, you know, they still got uh, Adams who just now coming in, which I think that's all ultimately what it is, is just that they're not comfortable with him being on the field yet. But. For sure. Once that once that happens and they start taking on to 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 his his mantra and how he uh, pr- approaches the game and uh, plays the game, I think things will change for uh, Seattle. I'm how about we how about we switch up the defense though, scheme wise? How about we play cover two? No. You got Stephon. You got Stephon Diggs have 118 yards on nine catches. That's not happening. They need they need, they need, they, need they need Adams down low. They need Jamal Adams down low in the in the box. Have them play hybrid linebacker then. Have them just in the middle of the field. That, that happens to plenty of teams. Yeah, I mean, I, it sounds good. It, Joe, it sounds good, but that's I don't think that's gonna happen. And and the cover three is just a staple for I, I know it is. That's I, I understand that, but I think the mark boom time. I, I think the well, Yeah, I agree with you. But the thing is, Legion Boom isn't there anymore. It's yeah. more it's evident more now than ever. This yeah. team can't stop a nosebleed deep. 
like cover three doesn't work when you have Stephon Diggs streaking down the sideline 10 yards ahead of your cornerback. You know what I'm trying to say? And they tried to press him early in the game, and he made him pay. It was embarrassing. First yeah. of all, why are you pressing Stephon Diggs without any safety up over the top? Like, why would you do that? Mind-blowing to Mind-blowing. That, 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 that told me that, told me that they, it wasn't – it's not that they, they, that they didn't know. It was just – it was that they didn't care. That's, that was the egregious part for me. Like, it's what crazy. are you doing? Like, back up. It, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Not, yeah, no Adam was out there looking, looking left and right. He's running this way, then he's running this way. I'm like, damn, boy, this is looking bad right he, now. He did have a tough game. He had a tough game. Yeah. But one guy on the Seahawks didn't have a tough game, DK Metcalf. Yeah. Seven receptions, 108 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. This dude is just so good at football. We say it a lot. We say it a lot on the show. But we're huge DK Metcalf fans. He's just so, so freaking good. It's unbelievable. When you, again, you know, when you're playing teams – not to Buffalo's caliber on defense. Normally, Tyler Lock and DK Metcalf will bury out of anything. Yeah. One's tall, one's short, one's fast, one's super fast. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's hard to stop. It really is hard to stop. Picking and choosing right now, for sure. Exactly. But I think what Buffalo did, in, in specifically, that really hindered Russell Wilson's ability to, 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 to pass the ball, mm-hmm. shut the run game down. Leading rusher was 31 yards. 31 yards. And you know what his name was? DJ Dallas. Yeah. I've never heard of this guy in my life. Yeah. Never. A lot of injuries. I know. I know. There's a lot of different, you know, reasons why they weren't successful on the ground. Mm-hmm. But 57 yards in the air. I mean, through uh, through on the ground. Mm-hmm. 57. That's not winning you a football game. The, yeah, the, I mean, you know, it's their, it's their, what is this? Their fourth, their fourth string, their third or fourth string. Uh, Something like that. Yeah, they're down. They're oh, they're they're, they're very thin. It's going to be hard. Um, you know, he's still trying to find his feet. So. I mean, I could see why that, why, why he only had that many amount, of, uh, that amount of yards. But I feel like Russell Wilson probably should have picked it up a little bit more with throwing. I mean, with the running, especially you know if you're out there getting hit the way he's getting hit. Hey, you said you said it, not me. You yeah. said it, not me. Hey, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not trying to go. I'm not trying to go. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to be a realist on this on this show. I you know, you. and I try to, I try to protect my, I try to protect the players even though that you keep going after them. And I got to tell the truth at the same time. You know, I want to be, you know, I want to be transparent. I want to be well-rounded in this, in this life. It works pretty well. I'm all clickbait. You bring me back down to earth. It's great. It's a great, it's a great dynamic. I love it. I love it. Um, so out of the blue, uh, you run a four or five still. How about you become Derrick Henry 2.0? Go back to Seattle. Dude, I was thinking about coming back and being a tight end or something. You never there know. Hey, back to the high school roots again. Tight end and Dorsey <laughs> and going back, back again in the NFL. You could do that. Yeah. I don't know. Do I, don't, I don't know if my, if my daughter would allow me to. She, she loves me too much to be gone away from the house. Well, you're a family man now. It's awesome to see. It's a definite chapter so, in your life, but it's a better chapter. You know? Definitely, definitely. All right. Broncos, uh, Broncos Falcons, 34-27 final score. Uh, Matt Ryan actually takes a W for the first time in a while and, and puts his birds over the Broncos here, who, by the way, have had a couple of great wins against teams like the Patriots and teams like other, uh, other people in the division. Put on the Chargers a week ago. Like, they're, they're not a bad football team. And, and if they were healthy, I do wonder if Drew Locke would be having a very, very, you know, increased season. For Jerry, sure. Jerry Judy is their, their receiver right now, number one receiver. You're yeah. down KJ Hamler. Corlin Sun is down for the year. You haven't had a healthy running back stable in six weeks. No. Finally, I felt Lindsey back. But Melvin Gordon's out because he had a DUI and a concussion, quote-unquote. Um, you're just like, if they were all healthy, I wonder what this team could do. Maybe next yeah. year we'll see. Maybe not. But just like interesting thought about that. 
yeah, anyway. They're, they're, they're a surprising team that I will, I'm, I'm ready to see next year. Definitely. All right, Matt Ryan, 25-35, 284 yards, three scores and a pick. Todd Gurley, your guy Todd Gurley, 19 carries, 53 yards and a touchdown, uh, 2.8 yards a carry. He's been disappointing, I would say, in Atlanta so far. His offensive line's letting him down a little bit. I will, I will concede that point as well. But the Todd Gurley we've seen you know, in the past overcame his offensive line challenges. He made plays happen. He was explosive. And now we're starting to see that, that knee really take hold. That tendonitis is really shifting the way he plays football. And it's starting to be detrimental to how he affects the game. No, that's true. No, that's definitely true. I mean, I, I think it's because, you know, as time goes on, you, the longer you're in the, in the league, you tend, you know, especially with the type of money that you get, you know, you tend to eat a little bit more than, you know, you used to back when you was in college and you were starving. You know what I'm saying? You were a little bit lighter, you know, so those joints wasn't being impacted. I mean, I mean, wasn't seeing the impact like it was when you get into the NFL, especially when you put on that weight. And even though you're slimmed down, it's still underneath, you know, you're still gaining that weight underneath. And I just think that that's what it really is. And it's, you know, because you said it, you said it yourself, you know, when he was, you know, when he was with the Rams, you know, his, his, his offensive line wasn't the best, but he was still making plays happen. So, you know, now, it just seems like, you know, time is just wearing on for him. And, you know, he's just in it to, you know, he's in it just to be in it right now. Definitely. And for the paycheck, too. I mean, I can, you can turn that money. That's free oh, money right there. I, I wouldn't turn it down. Like, I'd be out there doing the same thing. Hey, if you get two yards from me, then you get two yards. But, damn it, on Tuesday, give me my check. Bring me my money. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, do, you have the, do you have the statute there with you for, the, for this yeah. game? Yeah. Pronounce the Falcons' leading receiver. Uh, or oh, I don't know. There's no way I can pronounce that. I'm gonna try to do it. Olamide Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. Oh, oh, Olamide. Jesus, this is Olamide Zacchaeus. Uh, yeah, no. I, well, I can't do it either. Anyway, it hit 100 yards, so it's amazing. Yeah. It's worth trying to pronounce, I guess. <laughs> hey, Olamar and Zach, good job, bro. Good job, man. I, I wanted to see oh, what the funny. And he scored a touchdown, too. I, I wonder what the announcer was just trying to scramble and be like, who is this guy? Like, how do you pronounce his name? It's like, oh, shit. Hey, hey, oh, oh. Hey, can you take his name for me real quick? <laughs> yeah, literally. They had a the little asterisk, like, showing how to pronounce it and stuff. Jeez. Um, but a good win for the Falcons, a good win for the Dirty Birds, and a much-needed yes. win if they want to stay alive for playoffs. They won't make it, but still a little bit of hope to their fan base. So, yeah. good for the Falcons. The Raiders and the Chargers. Wow. 31-26 the final score. I picked the Chargers, but they proved me wrong. The yeah. Las Vegas Raiders come out roaring, and Derek Carr leads into a victory, a much-needed victory to keep up with the Chiefs in the AFC West. What are your thoughts on the Raiders in this game? And more importantly, what were your thoughts on the, the Chargers and, more importantly, Justin Herbert dropping yet another close game? I mean, I think it's just, it's just a, it's, it's, it's the growing pains that nobody really wants to talk about that you go through as a young, as a young player, period. And, and especially, you know, being, at, being a quarterback in charge of a whole team full of grown men who some of them have, have had you know, more success than others and or came, came from other teams and, you know, dealt, a, dealt with uh, – it was dealt a certain way. You know, things is hard for them. Um, you know, 
it just it's just you know i think it's i think it's more so that i think it's more so a testament of the raiders uh the raiders in their team and how john gruden has them going right now um they're they're playing a, they're playing great right now as a team and you know it shows you know it shows with it you know you're talking about hunter renfro with two for 60 off of three uh off of three targets you know and he had a huge bomb down the field um that helped him out and put him in position to score but uh you know the raiders are doing a great job justin herbert this is his, you know this is his growing pain this is his growing pain years you know you're gonna go through them but uh, i think he still is the quarterback of the future for the Chargers. I agree with you 100%. I love what the kid's doing with the offense. Yeah. And, and more importantly, because I, like, I have like OCD when teams don't use their offensive correctly. Mm-hmm. He targets Keenan Allen the most. That's, yeah. that, that, that's, that's, that's check number one. That, I love to see that. You need to be doing that. Phil Burris didn't do that last year. Yeah. Mike Williams, second. Love that. Hunter Henry, third. Love that. And then a slew of the guys, third. Uh, Austin Eckler's still not healthy yet, so maybe, he, maybe he's third or fourth in that. But he yeah. does it the way you're supposed to do it. And I love to see that. He, he's following coach's game plan to a T. It's working. The stats for the game for him. He still had a great game. He, he lost the game again, but still had a great game, 28 to 42. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, think, I, think, I think that's just something that you got to look at the quarter. I mean, at the coach with, uh, you know, if, you're, if you guys out there losing the game and you got this guy who's following your playbook to a T, I mean, I feel like uh, something within you guys needs, needs to uh, change or add on to. Um, to help him to help him out because he's doing everything that they're asking him to do. To be honest with you, and some. I I would agree with you. I think he's doing above and beyond what he's being called to do. It's just not translating into wins yet. Yeah, I mean, and and this is a this is a trying year. We all know that injuries yeah. popping up left and right because you don't have camp, you don't have OTAs, you know, you don't have mini camp, you don't have any of these things to help you know, help fine tune your body to endure some of these hits and these, you know, and these plays, but you know, things happen. Yeah. And, and you get a break for this for the first year, maybe year two, even as well, you get a break with like the close games not going your way. Yeah. But at a certain point it does, you know, beg into question, are you just a winner or you're a loser? That it does come into question. Obviously it's too early to say that at all. Obviously I, I like the kid a lot. I think he's rookie of the year right now. So just take everything what I say with a grain of salt as always, by the way, because I just spew nonsense for this entire podcast. Yeah, but listen to Chris Matthews voice. Listen to the famous one. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Listen to the, listen to the one that has 50,000 followers on Instagram. Listen to that guy. Jesus. Um, but I, but I, but I, but I all right, all right. I'm being hard on myself. I really am. <laughs> Tell me how great I am, Chris. I'm waiting for it. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pittsburgh and Dallas. And I was rooting for Dallas to upside. I like Pittsburgh a lot I, this year. I, I was, was rooting too. for Dallas. I was like, come on, Dallas. I was too. Garrett Gilbert, the MVP from the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, who led the Orlando something to an undefeated record. Yeah. Goes to Cleveland, gets cut in Cleveland, comes, comes to Dallas, starts his first NFL game against the best defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And doesn't do too bad. 20, 21 to 38, 243 yards, a touchdown and a pick. For a rookie, basically a rookie quarterback with yeah. little, little, like little to no uh, practice time, no, no chemistry time with his receivers, nothing. And comes in and makes this a football game and actually put his team in the position to win the football game very early on. They very well could have won this football game, if not for the you know, Pittsburgh being such a good team that they, that they are. Yeah. But still, very impressive from the from the young Gilbert. I mean, I, I was impressed with him. I don't know about you, but no, I like to see what he was doing. No, I was. I was definitely, I was definitely impressed with him, um, and how he managed the game. But to be honest with you, like 
you could tell that he was following the script that they was giving them and he wasn't trying to, you know, do more than what was asked of him. But uh, my, my, my concern, my concern for the Dallas is, you know, we talked about him already, but is Ezekiel Elliott, you know, you're talking about this dude had 18 attempts for 51 yards and no touchdowns, 2.8 yards a carry. Mm-hmm. And then you got Tony Pollard who only had nine attempts for 57 yards, no touchdowns, but he averaged 6.3 yards. Point taken. Like you could tell, you could tell that Tony Pollard is like starting to feel it. He's starting to come into his own right now and he's trying to make waves happen. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott, my brother, with that money that you got, you need to go and invest in a trainer like everybody else and get back to going, get back to playing for him because I don't want to see this. Like 18 for 18 attempts for 51 yards, and you got somebody who took it, who who basically got half of what you got and still got the same amount of yards that you have. Like that shows a lot. And and if I see it, you know for a fact the coaches see it. And they see every intricate part of your game that you're messing up on that they necessarily last year probably wouldn't have said nothing to you about because you know you're Ezekiel Elliott but now they're like ah yeah there's some whispers going around in that in that in that locker room for sure are you ready to say that Miles Sanders is better no this year uh, this year, yes. This year, that's yes. What, that's all I was saying. I said okay, that, I said okay, that, okay, I said okay. That, like week yeah, two. Yeah, 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 yeah. This year, yes. You gave me so much shit about that week two. I'm like, Miles Sanders is better than Zeke Elliott. And you're like, no, I no, yeah, you're full of week shit. Two. That was week two. And we're but was I right? About, man, we're talking about a guy with a name. But was I right? Zeke Elliott, and he he had a, he had potential. He had potential, but now it's a clear cut and dry. Yes, Miles Sanders is a better is a better is a better running back than Ezekiel Elliott in the 2020 season. I just screen recorded that, by the way. I'm going to post that on all my <laughs> socials. I know, you, I know you were doing something. That's why I had to make sure I said it fluently. We need, we need like a Chris, Chris is wrong alert or something like that. Like, like <laughs> a funny like meme after that or something. That's funny. Uh, but anyway, here, these next two games were, were shocking to me. A lot of shocking games this week. Yeah. We'll start with this one. Miami and Arizona. Yeah. Tua Tagovailoa takes down the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray 34 to 31. They moved to five and three. Hell out of me. Two attack of Iloa, 20 of 28, 248 yards and two scores passing. And rushing, he adds 35 yards on the ground on seven carries, five yards a carry. And the Dolphins wanted to see what he had. That was the one thing Brian Flores said when they took Fitzpatrick out. They're like, what do we have in two attack of Iloa? Yeah. And they're he finding should. out right now. Yeah. And what they're finding out is he is a competent, if not above average quarterback as of right now. Yeah. Chris, what does that mean? Yeah, no, I get that. Right. But Chris, what does that mean for his future? What do you see in Tuka Tagovailoa doing in five years? What kind of caliber quarterback do you envision Tua Tagovailoa being? I to be honest with you, out of all the out of all the running, I mean, out of all the mobile quarterbacks, I can see him as the closest one to Russell Wilson and having the kind of success that Russell Wilson has had. Um, you know, now the majority of the success that Russell Wilson has had is, um, and you know, like I said, I like to be a hundred percent real on here. Mm -hmm. A lot of it has to do with his defense. The Legion of Boom was being able to take, you know, may have turnovers and stuff, but you know, 
Tua doesn't have that on his team. But still, some of the smaller accolades of being able to run the ball, pass the ball, and be efficient with the ball, um, leading the team, uh, spirit, you know, um, with his spirit and stuff like that, those are things that he's going to be able to get with ease. And I think that uh, as time goes on, he gets better and he understands the defense. I mean, understands the NFL and the, and the defenses that just being thrown at him, which I would think he would look at uh, the pass with other running quarterbacks and how they tried to shut him down. And I would hope that he would look at that and come up with a counter move for that as well. But I think, you know, I think he's going to be a, a, a great quarterback in this NFL for sure. And speaking of great quarterbacks, and this was a duel. It really was a duel. Yeah, Kyler Murray saved my fantasy football season. 20, <laughs> 21 out of 26, 283 yards, three touchdowns in the air, on the ground, 11 carries, 106 yards in a touchdown, 9.6 yards a carry. That's higher than Dalvin Cooks was this Absolutely. week. Yeah. But the one crucial mistake he made, he fumbled the ball and he lost the ball. And yeah. that's the difference between a, a win and a loss. Yeah. He separated Absolutely. by three points. Three points. That cost you the football game. It's a game yes. of it's a game of inches. Might be a blip, might not be, but this should be a wake-up call to Kyler Murray and everybody else to take care of the football. Yeah. Because you never know what turnover could mean the end of the football game. Well, they always I, – I, I mean, if you, if you want to be real here, you know, history has shown that if a guy is out there fumbling the ball and losing the ball, that's usually what's going to happen throughout mm-hmm. the rest of his career. You know, that just never goes away. That's just a part of your, you know, that's just part of, you know, your game. And you have to be able to manage that. And teams have to understand that that is a part of his game. Like, there's going to be some times where he might give up, you know, give up the ball. And, you know, and it being that it's the it's the Miami Dolphins and nobody really takes them serious, he probably, you know, got a little, a little less laxical, lackadaisical in his approach to the game. And, you know, those turnovers uh, played a part in the game. But uh overall he i mean he still i mean he still threw the ball really right you know what i'm saying christian kirk is a guy who's gonna who's gonna stay on my active roster now for my fantasy he finding out i didn't even know this joe but did you know that they were best friends no i didn't didn't know that yeah no i didn't even know that either they were best friends in college yeah so this is the third this what is he the the third receiver on the team (laughs) right receiver number three and right now he has four for 123 yards in a tub off of eight off of eight targets. Actually, you're, what talking you, about, you're talking about you got a legend, a legit legend on your team. Larry Fitzgerald, four receptions, 54 yards, no touchdowns off of five targets. Then you got an up and coming uh, legend in the game right now with D Hop. He only has three receptions, 30 yards, zero touchdowns off of three targets. Yeah. Like that's true. That's that's that says a lot right there. That says a lot that he is he's looking for his best friend and he's gonna make it happen. They go they're out there playing backyard football. <laughs> like Fair enough. And it's, it's it's funny you bring that up because I remember now Kyler Murray went to Texas A and M first and then yeah. transferred to Oklahoma. So that makes sense. Yeah. Kirk went to Texas A and M. So that actually makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Larry Fitzgerald. And it's I, I can't believe I haven't really asked this before. You 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 talked to him before then, right? I mean, you yeah. play in the same division. Yeah. He's a cool guy, right? Like, he's like a da- – I feel like he's a very down-to-earth, like, just like a fucking genuine awesome guy. Amazing guy. Yeah. Let's have him on. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 damn it, we should try. I would love to have the third best receiver of all time on my show. That'd be awesome. 
Yeah, actually, I mean, I mean, why not? I would love to. I would love to talk to him. I would love. It's a lot of people that I would love to talk to. Let's, we we might as well just hit them all up and just see what we get. Actually, I forgot to. I, I forgot to ask you this. I I, I feel like I've I've kind of skipped over this because I feel like this is a very important question, especially coming from a receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your top three all-time receivers? All time. All time. Jerry Rice. Calvin Johnson. I might get a little heat for this, but he was just, he just changed. Like, you know how, like, you got some of those players that just changes the game for you? Yeah, like Mike Vick, Allen Iverson, those type of guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not, and, 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 and I had this argument, I had this argument with my friends all the time. Uh, I'll be short with this, but uh, I, have, I have an argument with my friends all the time about this guy on why he should be in the, the, the Hall of Fame, but he's probably not because his numbers just doesn't match up to it. But Chad Johnson, like Chad Johnson was the person who gave me my competitive edge. Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice was a person who got me started in playing football and wanting to be a receiver and having people look at me while I catch a post route over the middle over players and running the ball in. Kevin Johnson was the guy for me who was just a complete dominance in the game who could jump over anybody, run past anybody. You know, he was just a complete, a complete wide receiver. And Chad Johnson was just the person that I wanted to be. You know, I was more of a, and I grew up a, a you know, like more of not a, not a quiet child, but you know, somebody who was a bit more reserved than everybody else. And then, you know, once I started paying attention to Cal, I mean, to uh, to Ocho Cinco a little bit more, you know, my my personality started coming out a little bit more of like not 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 wanting to be uh friends with dbs and still to, to this day i still don't you know i have friends that are dbs but like i still jab at them all the time of like hey look we can go outside right now you know <laughs> like i don't care if i'm 30 40 50 60 years old if i'm if i got some cleats in my car or in my house i'll lace them up and go up against a db i don't care <laughs> there there are three things in life that are certain death taxes and 85 will always be open. Chad Johnson, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Exactly. I love that. And it's funny, monster, it's funny you bring that up. I have his signed, like, jersey from, like, 2009 in my, my room. Yeah. Like, in, like, my actual room. Signed everything. It's, it's a gem. Really? It's one of my, it's my grails. One of my I, remember, grails. I, remember, I remember my first game in Kentucky when I transferred to the University of Kentucky. My first game was against Miami of Ohio. It was nothing gay. But we played it uh, in a neutral site, Paul Brown Stadium. So we go out there and we're warming up. Me and Randall Cobb were in the front. You know, we're leading the group, and we're out here doing our little our little footwork drills out on the sideline and catching the ball. And then guess who comes walking out? The, guess who comes walking out the tunnel? Oh, Chad yeah. Johnson. He's walking out, sits there, crosses his arms, <laughs> points at us like, "Yeah, you're doing a good job, man. I like that." I'm like, "Hell yeah, man." <laughs> Ocho Cinco, he said, I'm the best player out here. <laughs> you know, just thinking this all in my head. Like, I'm about to kill this game. Man, That's Chad awesome. Johnson, man, hey, Ocho, man, hey, I respect you. Nothing but the best, bro. You look good still at whatever age you at right now, man. And I know you can still go out there and ball. But please, come holler at your boy. Come, come hit the DM, hit my number, whatever it is. Come on the show, bro. 
and holla at us for a second. Man. It's 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 that McDonald's diet that's keeping them in shape. The McDonald's I diet. Think that's what it is. Shoot, I should I should have done that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we had TJ Hushmanzada on the on Boston Big Three, I think, in the summer, and he he gave us Chad Johnson's go to McDonald's meal. I forget what it was. I think it was like hotcakes. Yeah. And, uh, and like a large fry or something, uh, like something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was just yeah, funny. Yeah. It was just funny. Um, for the record, my top three is is Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and Terrell Owens. That's my top three. Uh, I hear you, Jerry. Pretty standard. That's why. That's why I said it was gonna. It was gonna. I was gonna get some heat for this because Randy Moss is an absolute monster, freak, freak, an ops, an absolute monster. But it was just something about. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it was just that I called him at the time, you know, right at the time that I was just starting to, you know, come into myself and everything. And, you know, saying at that time, Randy Moss was just now, he was, you know, going through some things. He was in trouble and stuff like that. So he wasn't really as vocal or as, you know, celebratory as he was, you know, in his previous years. But Chad Johnson was definitely the guy for me at that time. Definitely. Back to football. The Saints and the Buccaneers. Sunday Night Football. Just wow. It's weird. I think Tom Brady listens to my show and does the opposite of what I tell him to do. <laughs> I swear to God. I, one week I'll say he's OMS, old man syndrome, right? Yeah. Throws five touchdown passes the next week. I'm like, all right, maybe Tom Brady's back. And then he throws two picks and he loses the game. And it's unbelievable. It really is crazy. <laughs> I, I, I'm going on a rant last week saying Tom Brady's an MVP candidate, blah, 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 blah. Like he's going he's gonna to take the roof off the Saints, off the Megadon. It's like you lose 38 to three. You throw three picks. The first time since 2011. I was 10 years old the last time this happened. <laughs> Holy shit. That's unbelievable. Three picks in one game for Tom Brady. Definitely not Brady-esque. And a terrible start to the Antonio Brown era in Tampa Bay. Yeah. What are your thoughts from the game? I mean, I just thought, I, I, ah, man, it, it was hard to watch. It was something that you could only, you could only, it was only a, it was, it had to have been a nightmare. Like it just had to have been a nightmare. Those guys were out there. The, the Saints was out there hitting on all cylinders, offense, defense, special teams. I'm like, dude, these dudes can't miss. You know what I'm saying? Like you still got, you still got JPP that was out there. He was doing his own thing out there. He was causing the muck on his, uh, you know, but it, it, it takes more than one player. You know what I'm saying? He can't, right. he can't rush the quarterback and go defend the wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just hard to watch it. Uh, I, I definitely thought that uh, AB would have probably got more throws than what he uh, originally started off with. Um, but, you know, it's all a learning process for him. It's, it, it'll get better. I'm, I'm sure of it. Sure of it. Yeah. And, and it's a give and take, I guess. But now that's, that's down 2-0. They own the division now. It's all in the yeah. seats to mess up. And that, that's the yeah. scary part, I think, for Tom Brady. Because he used to being in the driver's seat. Yeah. And when he, when he joined the box, he has Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, uh, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. The list goes on and on. Yeah, Antonio Brown. It's like, well, how am I not in the driver's seat? Yeah. And you drop two straight to the Saints, and you throw four picks in those two games. Yeah. That's how it happens, Tom. Yeah. Shape up. And, Shape the, and, up. The, thing, and the thing about it is, is that the, the last week, the last week, I was looking at him, and I really just wanted to like pay attention to pay attention to, to Tom Brady on a sideline. That's where I really wanted to pay attention to him. Not in the game, just on the sideline. I wanted to see what his face, what his facial features was looking like. Definitely. And every time he got to that sideline last week, it just looked like I could just see it. I could just see it like, 
I can't wait for AB to get me. <laughs> yes, AB seriously. That's all I kept thinking, and that's oh. all I kept hearing in my head. And then you turn around, AB gets here, and then and I was like, what, what, like, what else can you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what else then is there? Stink you know, it up, though. A deep ball down the field, down, down the field to AB, and, you know, you, you know, you're giving them a, a, a shot, but I would have, if you want to give somebody a shot, I would have gave uh, Mike Evans a shot down the field to jump over somebody. You know, AB is a, it's a phenomenal player, but he doesn't just go around jumping over players to catch yeah, balls. Yeah, he's not Chris Matthews. Jeez, what do you yeah, think that no, is? No, no, no. Jesus. It's just anyway. AB. Exactly. Uh, but definitely, definitely a shocking game with Sunday Night Football for the, for the Bucs. And now they're down two games in the division. They're wild card. And who said that at the beginning of the season? Whose hot take was that? Oh, it was mine. Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be a wild card team. I said that at the beginning of the season. Don't forget. Don't forget it. All right. Monday Night Football. I was feeling real good about this. I was feeling real good. I came back from the bar last night. I'm watching the game. Win the game. I'm... There's no way you could have felt good about this. What? No way. No way. Not starting off. No, we're not starting off. No. Yeah. I mean, no. I'm having some wing. I'm having some wings. I'm having some uh, poutine. You know what poutine fries are? Yeah, I went to Canada, bro. Yeah, I forgot. No, they're gas. They're like they're Amazing. so good. They're really yeah. good. Uh, we ordered a bed at the bar. We're looking. We're watching the game. It's like uh, this is not going well. And, and I remember my roommate's a uh, Jets fan. Trev's a Jets fan, so I'm, I'm yeah. looking at him. He's smiling ear to ear. He's giving me all sorts of <laughs> shit. But he's not a vocal guy. He's just like he'll give you a look. He'll just give yeah. you a look, and I'll be like. I was like, all right, Trav, we get it. That's equivalent of me talking yeah. shit for like 10 minutes. That's yeah. the same thing. Um, the, the game's going on. We leave at halftime. We come back to the, the room. And we're like, oh, chugga, chugga, chugga. They're starting to come back. Chugga, 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 chugga. The train's moving. And it's capped off with a Nick Folk field goal to win the game. And yeah, you got to feel good about it if you're a Patriots fan. But the one thing I want to emphasize, don't overreact. It's the New York Jets. They're 0-9. They're not a good football game. They shouldn't – no, football team. They should not have given you a football game last night, and you let them do that. Joe Flacco, who I actually would make a case, was better suited to play us than Sam Darnold was. I think if Darnold plays us, we wouldn't buy it a lot more. Wait, but, if, oh, oh, you're saying that Sam Darnold was a starter that y'all would have won a lot by a lot Yes, more. That's, that's what I'm oh, trying okay, to say. Okay, okay, yeah, because okay. I think Flacco knows us a lot more. I think he understands what Belichick tries to do against them. So, yeah, he threw, three, he threw three touchdown passes and looked actually like old Joe Flacco. Right? Yeah, I was about to say that, and he is throwing to his to to one of his old teammates. True, but he's throwing a, he's throwing a Braxton Berrios, he's throwing a Brashad Perry, he's throwing to the guys that are not household names, and they're still carving us up. So yeah, that kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah, Brashad Perryman was a first round draft, was a second round draft pick On to the Baltimore Ravens. Team. To the ball to the Baltimore Ravens. No, no, I, mean, I understand they have rapport. I'm saying he's on his fourth team though. He's not an elite receiver. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, but let's not sit here and say that he wasn't doing anything. Uh, Throughout his time going through those teams, like he was, he was balling with Tampa Bay. Uh, he was he 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 balled a little bit in Tampa Bay. He did a little bit uh, with uh, with the Ravens. You know, granted that Cleveland he was hurt. too. Cleveland he was hurt too. Majority of that time. And uh, what was the what was the third team? Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. I mean that was that was you know that was a shit show in itself. But you can't blame that on him. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I I want to emphasize one thing. Patriots fans do not overreact. This is a terrible football team. It should not have been this close in the first place. Yeah, moral victory, actual victory. It means a lot for standing and for self-esteem. I know myself, I'm not depressed anymore. Great. I was depressed for a month straight. But take it in stride. Don't get too overconfident. You have a very, very difficult schedule coming up. Yeah. Stay op- cautiously optimistic and just roll with the team. That's my only thought. But, Chris, before we move on, 
what are the what are the chances the Jets go zero and sixteen? Very high, very, <laughs> very high. <laughs> like I really thought this was a little bit a game for them. And and this is a question that I wanted to know because I was like, oh yeah, I know Joe is steaming over there. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Cam slipping and falling on the on the on the on the four yard line? Like, what did you think about that? You know what I thought about that. You know what I thought about that. I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, what's Chris going to say now? This guy's a gave gave the game up. I was literally waiting for a text from you. I was literally checking my phone every five seconds. Like, where's Chris's text? I'm waiting for it to come in. Um, but, yeah, they might go on 16. Not, not, not a pretty team by any stretch of the word. And Cam Newton, yeah, he won the and football game. Bad. He's it, it is sad. And Cam Newton, yeah, he had a couple touchdowns on the ground. Still only thrown two touchdown passes the past, like, what, four or five games? Yeah. Seven picks? Like, yeah. if you can't win in the year, you don't win, you, you don't win the league. Like, you yeah. need to win from the pocket. And if you can't do that, we're not it's going anywhere. nothing going right. And they're not even, like, it just seems like they don't care. They don't – they're not trained for anybody. They don't go out and pick up another lineman to help out at least to get the ball down the field a little – you know, hold these guys up a little bit longer to get the ball down the field. Nothing is like – I don't know, bro. I don't know. They – they something needs to happen over there immediately. And, and, and I'm talking about – not even from the player standpoint, but management standpoint. You know, we've already discussed this before, but uh, the Jets, they're on – I don't know, bro. They probably need to leave that city and go somewhere else. Like, or just that, bring us in. That's how much of a change they need. Or just bring us in. That's a pretty big change. With them moving somewhere else. <laughs> they, need, <laughs> they really need a fresh start, Joe, because I'm telling you, have you ever, like – Let's bring a thirteen to LA. Study for have you ever studied for study for a test or something? And you're like, damn, I'm I'm zoned out right now. And you went outside, like just seeing the birds chirping and uh, you know squirrels running around. Because I know you guys got squirrels over there at your at your university. <laughs> yeah. They're out there frolicking around and stuff, and people playing frisbee outside. Like it just puts you in a different right. mindset. It puts you in a different mood. You was able to go back in and attack that attack that uh, that work a different way. The same thing here is like they probably really need to move. Like I had the same I had the same thought process about Miami, and Miami does this all the time. That's why I'm not even like I think. I think Tua, uh, I think Tua is gonna is gonna be a great player, but overall, it's, he's still not gonna be on a great team because it happens year in and year out for them. They end up having a great team on paper, and then they turn around, and they start losing a, a abundance of games. So this same thing is probably gonna happen with the Jets. Even if you get Trevor Lawrence, still gonna be bad because you know what I'm saying you don't you're not you're not you're not you're not, you're not taking care of the details of what needs to be taken care of, which is first the offensive line and then everybody else. I agree with you there 100%. All right. Stafford and Matthews drops it up for week nine. On to week 10. These are important games to pick, Chris. Absolutely. If you can I'm win. I'm telling you that right now. If I have another week, <laughs> but if I, have, if I have another week on you, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm never going to let you live it down. Never going to let you live it down. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to do these quickly. We're going to do it rapid fire. Change up a little bit. Rapid fire. Colts, Titans. Uh, I'm going with the Titans. Titans. Bucks, Panthers. Bucks. Right? 
Yeah. I'm going with the Bucks too, but cautionly going with the Bucks. Yeah, usually, because you, yeah, usually Tom Brady bounces back, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, I mean it really depends on if uh, Chris, I mean Christian McCaffrey, uh, how he balls because he could he can definitely change the whole. I mean game. They, they spanked him last time, so we'll see if they do it again. Anyway, we'll Eagles Giants. The Giants. I'm going with the Eagles. You going Carson with Eagles? Wentz? I'm going with the Eagles. Oh, okay. I okay. love free W's. Jaguars and Packers. You said what again? Jaguars and Packers. Jaguars, Packers, Packers. Easy. Packers as well. The Washington football team and the Detroit Lions. Detroit. I'm going with Detroit too, but I'm not really feeling great about that pick. I'm not going to No, not at all, but we got we to gotta go for it. Here we go. Texans, Browns. Uh, Texans. Right? Yeah. Right? Texans. <laughs> this is a little it's a iffy it's a iffy it week right here. It's a lot it of is. I'm going with Cleveland. Just just to be different. I'll go with Cleveland. Just to be different. All right. All right. Here Bill, we go. Bills Cardinals. <laughs> Bills Cardinals. <laughs> Bills, easy. I'll go with the Bills too. Yeah. Chargers Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to Dolphins. I'm going with Miami too. It's just another heartbreaker for Justin yeah, Herbert. Just you, another one. Week, I see when I looked it up, I was like, ah. I don't know if I'm going to play the pool this week. Yeah, seriously. Broncos, Raiders. Uh, Raiders. Raiders as well. Bengals, Steelers. Uh, Steelers. Steelers as well. 49ers, Saints. Damn. Uh, I said I have to be real here. I yeah, no, 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 no. What was <laughs> I gotta go with the Saints, man. I gotta no, I go can't. with the Saints. I gotta go with the Saints, man. Oh, Come sorry. On. I, I just heard you. I heard Let's you. Just move on. <laughs> I'll go with the Saints too. Seahawks, Rams. Uh, Seahawks. Seattle as well. Patriots, Ravens. Ravens. Give me New England. <laughs> yes. Give me New England. And that's where we change. That's where we I'll change. Go, you know. Yeah. You know what? I'm proud of that loss, though. I I I rolled my team <laughs> to the very end. I'm sticking with them. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm a proud Patriots fan. You can't I'm, that. I'm a Niners fan, but you see, I didn't You're a pick sellout. The You're a sellout. You picked the Saints. Oh, Joe, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me, man. We ain't going to say nothing about how you was uh, talking down on the Patriots just a couple weeks ago. We ain't going to talk about that. We ain't going to bring up those, those clips, Kev. We ain't gonna bring up those clips from last a couple weeks ago about you talking bad about them. Intern Kev, you bring it up, I'll fire you. I will fire you. <laughs> bring it up, baby. Bring it up. <laughs> anyway, Monday Night Football, final game of the week. Vikings Bears. Uh, I'm going with the Vikings. Give me the Vikings too. I think Dalvin Cook shreds that defense. Yeah, I think I think I think he's gonna kill it. Uh, I just think that I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know because you still got Khalil Mack out there, and he is actually doing a great job at stopping the run. True. Uh, Dalvin Cook. That's just going to be a sight to see. I want to see those two guys go head to head. I agree with you there. Stafford Matthews Week Ten's pick just wrapped up here. Our tenth episode. First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody who's listened so far. It's been a really great ride so far with me and Chris doing this for the first season we've actually ever done this before. We met just a few months ago during quarantine, and now we're doing a full time show together. It's been a great journey so far. We appreciate everyone you know patroning and listening to us and buying our merch. Speaking of which, 
Boston's Big Three Shop is our official sponsor today. Uh, check out Chris's personal line as well as my personal line, the nickname Slang Shit. Um, great, actually, great, great, great all overall apparel on that site. Obviously, we had a lot of Cam Newton designs and haven't been selling great lately um, for obvious reasons, but uh, still a lot of good different stuff on there for everybody to buy. So check out that, bossesbig3.com slash shop. Chris, any final words? I mean... Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, again, I want to say I appreciate you, Joe, and uh, and everybody else for uh, allowing me to come on here. And to everybody else is out there listening or watching, uh, thank you. I appreciate you guys, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, 100%. Uh, I, think we, I think we have a show before Thanksgiving, though, so maybe we can hold off on that a little bit. Shout out, shout out to intern Kevin, uh, or Kevin the intern, sorry, Kevin the intern. Yeah. Holding it down, clips on the way, Instagram and Twitter on the way. A lot of exciting stuff for Stafford and Matthews coming up. Week 10, Stafford and Matthews. We'll see you next time.